0: This episode is sponsored by New Balance and Sarah's taking on the 2024 TCS London Marathon with their support. Today, we're really excited to talk to you about two specific shoes from the Fuel Cell range.
1: Yes, the brand new Fuel Cell Rebel V4. Now, I have the luxury of training in a few different pairs of shoes. So currently how I use this shoe is in my tempo runs, my interval runs, my kind of faster sessions. Also, what I'm throwing at those sessions is the Fuel Cell Supercomp Elite V4 from New Balance.
0: Because you'll be wearing those on race day. Yes. And I wore the V3 back for my valencia marathon pb in december and i'm excited as a shoe geek because they're essentially the ultimate marathon racing shoe based on innovation including being tested by athletes like the american marathon record holder emily sisson and she's run two eighteen twenty nine, so she's not hanging about
1: no i'll be slightly behind that time marginally rest it. marginally um if you want to check out the rebel v4 or the supercomp elite v4 head to the link in the show notes <laughs> This is the Running Channel podcast with me, Sarah Hartley, Andy Badley. He's probably going to talk about marathon training yeah, again. Boring, boring. Mm. And Rick Kelsey in the corner pressing buttons, looking very happy with himself this year. He's bit. very
0: pleased with himself because it's only taken us, what, how many months of the podcast with you incessantly pushing buttons for you to realize what one of them does. I think you've been experimenting with
2: turning me into something. Andy, say, I'm a lanky monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lanky monster. <laughs> he's so Ricks is the
1: only one that can hear that, but I have heard what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, he's got the headphones on. I've got no idea. So whatever Ricks done to me, everyone will find out in the edit. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing to himself.
1: Did you just turn it on again? Stop
0: <laughs> messing with me! Stop messing with me! I don't think we can. Anyone can take us seriously if we're going to be talking about legal performance and today. on the podcast. I can see him pressing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a child.
1: Hey, today. You finally found a way to make Andy interesting. I can oh. make him, all these years, I can it's make a him a monster, episode.
2: a robot. <laughs> (laughs) A megaphone. A duckling. Don't know what that sounds like. Any road. Let's do a (laughs) podcast. Yeah, Yeah, let's get stuck (laughs) in.
1: We dive into legal performance enhancers How and maybe we-
0: and maybe illegal performance enhancers as well briefly oh
1: yeah oh, really just a little oh. tease
0: there oh. and actually in today's episode i've got a little
2: admission to make not about performance enhancement
1: oh my gosh it's all picking up rick how's your week been
2: i think the three of us have got so much to talk about <laughs> i've been so excited about actually seeing you two for a change oh, uh because nice. uh, i know you did 60 miles i know you've been to northumberland mm-hmm. to hadrian's war yeah and i yeah. got a post surgery Parkrun TV. TV! Yes, hello, I saw this. Now, I don't mean to boast.
0: <laughs> uh, you don't mean to boast, but you're going to dismiss both of our running news out of hand and go straight to yeah, yours. Yeah. yeah,
2: okay. I took How two was minutes it? off my time on Saturday. You took Saturday.
0: two minutes yeah. off? The same Parkrun as normal?
2: Yeah, two so this minutes is 5K, off time. Saturday yeah. morning, 9am. Yeah, 24.45. Oh, that's amazing. Great. I was kind of blown away a little bit. Like, I felt like it was a, a breakthrough moment. Do you think oh it's come from, because you built up to doing the 10K, and mm. then you've come back to doing 5K. Do you think that,
0: that kind of extra fitness is I think the, t- the 10K
2: it? and also absolutely nailing my training plan in the week. Yeah. Like not doing too much running, just the strength that really, you know, narrowing down on the strength and conditioning and the cross training with a bit of cycling. Yeah, Because you're only
0: actually able to run twice a week. Twice a week. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. so Saturday and then one at a time. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I, was, I, I couldn't believe it. I was actually using my watch as well and following five minute per kilometers so nice. every kilometer tells her like, if I stay under five, yeah. then that was my aim. I'll try and go under 25. And I mean, then, you know, somehow I did it. So That's fairly miraculous in itself that you could use the watch to the extent. <laughs> <'Cause> so- <laughs> yeah, because it just sounds like a siren going off and I've got, no, got idea no idea what idea the watch is yeah. But anyway, mind blowing, very happy. And it gave me an idea for a video, Sarah, Ooh. because of what you were talking about in the podcast last week, resetting your aims after you do something big, you know, what are you going to do next? Mm-hmm. And you kind of think, well, is it possible that you can just run faster than you've ever run before and is is that a realistic aim as in
0: so you want to now instead of it being a post-surgery pb you want to just go for pbs i i,
2: mean, I don't know if that's possible yeah. but is is it possible for all of us in our own you know maybe not you but uh <laughs> yeah I've, is it possible I've, for us all for to, sail, to yeah. run faster than we've ever ran before so
1: remind me again what was your pre surgery 23
2: PB? 19 and you're on 24 40 something now yeah
1: it's not that far away, is it, you know? Ooh. So is it, is it possible?
0: But and, and also, like, can we do it safely? Can we do it safely? Most yeah. importantly for
2: you, yeah. But So how was Hadrian's Wall?
1: Oh, my goodness. What a, what a day. Like, yeah. I, I won't give away any spoilers because the video isn't out yet, but it was incredible for anyone who wasn't following us on social media when we were doing it we me and four other women took on the entire length of Hadrian's Wall which is just under 140 kilometres we did it as a relay so team basically
0: the whole width of the UK yeah the Along whole width the of the, the English UK. Scottish border, also so
1: one thing about Hadrian's Wall that I didn't realise until it's not we got the up there it, no,
0: one, no sorry I, 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 I've just realised that I've made a massive mistake there it's yeah, not the border is it but it obviously one, historically I'll you into, into a, a monster
2: else. again
1: It's not, <laughs> so one it's not the border so you kind of start i mean a beautiful start yeah. location you that there, there isn't really much of the wall left oh really mm. i mean i only i didn't run that maybe on the legs you that I wasn't after running. you guys have run on it no <laughs> no we didn't trample it down <laughs> no, okay. no but as in i was expecting you know this is going to be the easiest bit of navigation ever because you just look for this wall and run along it yeah mm. but there are you know there are some sections where you can see it and there are quite a lot of sections where you can't see it so it's definitely for the first few relay bits that we did everyone came in and everyone was like did you see it and everyone was like, no. No, you
2: missed the
1: wall. <laughs> no. So it was actually quite exciting when you did actually finally see the wall.
2: And but... you were also there for a major national news story.
1: Yeah, the tree. So mm. we so we started quite early on Thursday morning and then we saw the news break that mm. um, Sycamore Gap has this really famous tree in it, which is part of a section of the wall. Robin
2: Hood, Prince of
0: Thieves. That's what oh, right. I yeah. was thinking about yeah, yeah, Amazing yeah. scene in that movie, yeah.
1: And apparently Winnie the Pooh, or I might have that oh, wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm not is sure. Is that the that tree that,
0: that like, inspired some of the drawings?
2: Is that yeah, you... I think
1: so. Wow. But I might have that wrong. Um, and yeah, someone had cut it, cut down, it down overnight. And Do so you know, it, there was just police everywhere. Really? Yeah.
2: Because uh, when I saw you there, I was thinking, have you turned into a news reporter? <laughs> yeah. It was very topical. I couldn't <laughs> believe just, the timing. We just, just planning that for a I know. Yeah.
1: And also like that is one of the iconic, like obviously we, we plan out the shoots, we plan what shots we want to get before we make these videos. Mm. And that was like, great. We've got to get the tree. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, well.
2: It's unbelievable it's not the timing. Anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It looked great though. Very
0: sad. It did look great. Yeah, you it know, was good. Back." And in one piece. Yes. Yeah.
1: My legs are just about forgiving me for what I've put them through. Yeah. Right in time for Chicago Marathon. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. speaking of marathons, oh, yeah. you Hello. did a very long... That was quite a good segue, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. I've yeah. oh, been
0: learning from Rick. Very, Thank yeah, you.
1: Um Andy, you did a very long run this weekend.
0: I did. I did my longest run of this training block. Probably my longest run in, I don't know, 10 plus years. 16 miles. 20, just over 26K. Very nice. Um, How was it? Have was your legs hard. forgiven you yet? It was hard. Uh, My legs don't, I mean, I don't feel brilliant. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Um, but actually it was, it was good. I I was so proud of myself for getting, I did it completely on my own, which I appreciate loads of people run on their own, but I'm, I'm not great when I'm alone with my own thoughts. Um, and I set off and I planned way more than usual. I'd planned, Mm -hmm. uh, the gels I was going to take. So I had three gels on the run and and was fine. Um, and managed to get them down whilst running. So that was good practice. Yeah. Taking my credit card with me because I was going to stop. I didn't want to carry any water, but I, I was going to stop at a, a supermarket on the way around. Did you a phone? Out. In and out. No, I didn't take a phone, actually. I was just running, navigating with my watch. Nice. I like it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I jumped, dived in the supermarket, grabbed my water at about, I don't know what that would have been, 20K-ish. Uh, maybe a bit earlier than that, actually. And then um, I was less good at drinking on the run, it turns out. <laughs> um less good at that how
1: much of it did you get down yourself God,
0: at that point i was quite hot so it didn't really oh, right. uh, i'll say it was deliberate deliberate, deliberate, yeah. splashing deliberate on myself. uh but yes I, I was really pleased i was supposed to do progressive where i got faster every four miles uh which i more or less managed as an average but um i i'd misplanned my route and the final last four miles seven k or so was was really hilly and was off road but here, here comes my admission the terrifying admission mm-hmm. Because I've been trying to run quite specific paces in my long runs and I've yeah. broken yeah. up into chunks. Um, mentally that helps me get through them. But I want to look back on the paces that I ran, so I've been, whisper it, I've been whisper it, I've been pausing my watch. If I have to, like, I got, I got lost on a, in a field at one point, so what, and I was just stood there looking for the way to go, because I was standing still in the field, I was like, quick, pause the watch, I'm ruining my pace.
2: What, um, so you, you stopped? So it wasn't actually 16 miles? It was. I just I stopped for like <laughs> oh, ten or fifteen oh, seconds to like find oh, what for lunch. Andy,
1: all credibility. Come And when I nipped well, into,
0: you, when I nipped into the supermarket as well. Into the
1: supermarket
0: to get what, what to get next? the water.
1: You, uh, Andy, I tell you what. Play during day? your marathon, you're not going to be nipping into supermarkets and exactly. exactly, so staring true, at so fields. Come so on, true.
0: stop it.
2: <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you you right. were, No, I do actually. No, he was worried, Sarah. You know. Was he? He was actually really worried about this. You said last week to me. Yeah in private so don't bring us up on the podcast <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah. I was I so genuinely, genuinely worried up. about yeah.
0: this run like it was um, it felt like sort of last the longest one up till now had been 13, 14 miles and that 14 miles I think and that was like a stretch but it felt within my wheelhouse but now all of a sudden this was approaching two hours so it was an hour 50 hour 50 something hour 55 with a break
1: well with the breaks no in breaks, it was actually about break. three and a half oh, hours yeah. <laughs> brilliant
0: brilliant um, so yeah and, and I've got some I had some amazing messages of support from people um people and on strava in particular like dropping like oh yeah people almost waiting for this long run to come and going, he's doing it he's doing it which is really nice that's been making my, so if that is you out there leaving those little comments on strava thanks very much
1: make sure to check the elapsed time and drop that's that in the comment Again, i did point. check the elapsed time Just, and yeah. it was a
0: it was about an extra like four minutes i think
1: yeah wow four minutes including a supermarket stop
0: yeah yeah wow. And getting lost Speedy. in a field
1: yeah wow do you do the is automated really checkout or did you talk to a person
0: I just, I, I knew I was going in and out, bottle of water, bang, contactless. Nice. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. Thanks. Was it really early in the day? No, I, I started running at about nine. I'd had a long flight back on a Saturday night, so I was really tired. So that's why I, anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling- You're doing well, Andy. You You're doing you know, well. It, it,
2: it is really nice at the moment. I, we touched on this last week, but I think the conditions at the moment for running are really
1: nice. Mm. Yeah, warm was in perfect. the day. It's 15 cool, degrees when I was
0: running. Cool was in, nice, in yeah. the beginning
1: and the end. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah.
0: nice. But- I'm, I'm going to need all the help I can for this marathon. So in an attempt to do a Rick Kelsey-esque segue, mm. you could get help from Legal, legal Performance oh. Oh.
1: Enhances. Yeah. Um, so should we start off by explaining what we mean by this for anyone that might be confused? Yeah,
0: and with a, a disclaimer, which is we're not medical experts and no. some of the stuff that could we're enhance really your not. performance both illegally and legally you probably should be careful with in in case you have any kind of pre-existing health conditions and so on so we're just Mm -hmm. talking about the stuff that is out there that you could use but please be sensible and don't just go out and try it like if if you're worried then look up some more expert advice than we can give you. Illegal performance enhancers would be all the stuff that you would test positive for like the EPO, steroids, growth hormone, all the stuff that like over the years you've heard kind of doping conspiracies and and like uh, scandals and stuff so that's the illegal performance enhancers I guess.
1: One thing that I always find interesting as well is that when I first heard about doping I was like right okay well it's going to be really obvious if you've done that but actually if you go through the so most I don't know what it's called there's basically a list of stuff that you're not allowed to take and some of that stuff is like you have to be really careful if you are an elite of like if you get put on certain medications or if you have health conditions like there are going to be some things that you might think, oh, that's smart. like beta blockers, for example. Beta blockers? On the band list, yeah. They'd
0: be on the band list more for something like shooting an archery because they would lower your heart rate. And therefore, you know, like if, I guess if you ever watched a movie and, and you know, they're like snipers and stuff, they take a big, deep breath and they try and still their breathing because they want to make themselves as accurate as possible so like no shake or movement. Oh, so okay. I don't think beta blockers would help runners, for example. But yeah, there are there's stuff that's obviously... Illegal, like that you'd have to go and buy on like the black market somewhere. Mm. And most of the drugs that are illegal are legal for other stuff. So like EPO was developed. What is EPO? Erythropoietin. it it stimulates red blood cell production in your body. So I was going to say it was developed for cancer treatment, blood cancer treatment. I could have that wrong, but it's definitely developed for a legitimate medical purpose and then it gets abused and that's what happens right. with most.
1: Same with like steroids, I'm guessing as well. Yeah, like... so they're
0: all, they're all legit drugs that have a place in medicine, but then athletes mm. have abused them over the past. And then there's the grey area of stuff which, like Sarah, you're touching on there, where someone might inadvertently take something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this really only applies to elites. Like if you're not ever going to get drugs tested, then you don't need to worry about, you might have contaminated supplements, which a lot of athletes talk about. Uh, but things even like Sudafed, which is a pretty common, over-the-counter, cold, congestion medication. There are two versions of that. Boring, one's called phenyl, has the active ingredient phenylephrine, and the other one is pseudoephedrine. And ephedrine is a a big stimulant, essentially, adrenaline. Um, And so pseudoephedrine is a synthetic version of that. And... That you can buy it over the counter, but that is definitely a performance enhancer, and that is wow. banned in competition.
2: So you can't so, take Sudafed. so you couldn't take Sudafed? Not when competing? I was competing, though. No. Right. But te- so, what, so what, that big grey area what, now,
0: there. Right. If you're not going to get drugs tested, if you're just a normal person running, a marathon. normal
2: runner. But yeah. what kind of boost is that going to give you? I don't know
0: measurably, but it's if it's on the banned list, then it then it be substantial. And some stuff's on the banned list because actually it doesn't give you a benefit, but it could mask something else. So like um, things called diuretics, which make you uh pee more they could be a masking agent so that it might flush out some of the stuff that you could test positive for oh, I see. so that's it's it's a it's a, mm. a minefield
1: but right and when you say banned in competition does that mean like throughout when you're training in the season as well when you get if you're someone who might get drugs tested you have to give a time each day right where yeah. they, they someone could turn up at your house and take yeah, a that's sandal. called out of
0: competition testing yeah so if so, so
1: does that mean then that you could take that cold and flu stuff yes outside of competition yeah. but on the day if you won a race and then had that not good exactly but that's exactly I right see, yeah I so see.
0: so you'd be fine taking pseudofed to just like get through the week but but i would never have risked that because yeah. i've no idea just how long case. stuff takes it in and yeah. stays in your body you just so love on. Sudafed now <laughs> yeah just go nuts on it no, <laughs> this is why we need that medical disclaimer don't, don't 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 do what we're talking about um so yeah let's dive into the legal stuff so this is this yeah. is the stuff that anyone could do that even if you were being tested uh, as an elite athlete. Mm. Uh, and they do test in amateur events now, certainly age group races and so on that aren't professional races, they ch- they test at them. So the, the the big one and the most obvious one that probably loads of people know about is caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've had, to my knowledge, in the last 20 years, they've toyed with trying to ban caffeine.
2: How are you going to do that?
0: Well, exactly. I don't think it just it's completely unenforceable because it's in yeah. everything. It's in and, and it's, but it is, it's very good science and research into how much you could take or should take based on your mass on your body
2: size. So, uh, Is that because you you, you don't drink tea or coffee, do you?
0: No, I don't drink tea or coffee. Which is why we don't don't... have
2: tea and coffee in the office. Brilliant. um, (laughs) (laughs) There is no tea and coffee in the running channel office. Honestly, Mm -hmm. we have to go and buy it. Yeah. Oh, well... It sucks to be you.
0: Um, uh, uh, Making me sound like a tyrant. Um, But but caffeine is like a a well-documented performance enhancer, and and to my knowledge, it stimulates the body by blocking adenosine, which is like a sedative. So if if the levels of adenosine rise in your body, then that has a kind of sedative effect. And caffeine, I think, blocks those receptors and so stimulates your kind of central nervous system in that way. Some of the studies have seen a sort of seven to nine percent endurance improvement when it's combined with carbohydrate. I never, I had um, a condition still have a hot condition so i never really experimented with caffeine when i was competing because of the risks associated with that um, but there is quite a lot of literature out there about how much you could try a lot of mm. gels and drinks mm. and supplements have caffeine yeah. in them uh, but timing is quite important here and also there's an argument that if you are a regular tea and coffee drinker which i'm not and clearly no one else in the running channel offices because they can't get access to it, um, <laughs> is, uh, the the then you can as to whether you should potentially detox from caffeine say in the week leading up to a race and then build back up again for the race itself to a, to, to give a maximal effect. Okay. It.
1: See really what Andy's doing is he's yeah. just helping us hey. detox. <laughs> it's all about
0: it's all about performance in the week.
1: enhancement in
2: the week and build up so of the week. So then you can yeah. go
1: out and do that 5k. 5K in the and smash it out. Yeah.
2: So would it be beneficial to have a can of coke half an hour before a 5k on a Saturday morning?
0: I wouldn't have a can of coke personally because of the carbonation so the fizziness is going okay. to mess with your it's likely to mess with your stomach um it's also um there's a lot of sugar in coke which you might be a good thing might not be but you're going to get all sorts of kind of gl- glucose spikes and things like that mm. from that so you know if you were messing about well, not messing about but looking to improve your performance with caffeine things like caffeine tablets you can get or, caffeine chews yeah as caffeine well. chews or, mm. or, or coffee that you make yourself so you know exactly what's going into it because there there's stuff in the news in the last 12 months about the massive difference in, in actual caffeine content of high street coffees. Mm-hmm. So, and your caffeine metabolism will be different. Sarah breaks down into tears every time she has any
2: caffeine. Yeah, so I can't yeah. touch it.
1: I would love to know what my running would be like on caffeine, but I just don't think it would go well.
2: Do you not, you and don't drink tea? Don't,
1: don't drink. I could, I could drink one cup of tea and be fine, but I would feel the same effects of probably what someone experiences with like a caffeinated drink, like fizzy drink Wow! from a cup of tea.
0: So yeah, I would, I think that the summary is, If you're going to start trying it, try it a little bit at a time uh, because it can mess with your stomach as well, Mm. and do it in a controllable way so that you could repeat it. So if you're like, "Oh, I actually that felt good, I I ran really well," and that was like half a caffeine tablet, you can that's a controllable dose. And there's Uh,
1: definitely no like right answer, like blanket right answer as well. Like I've spoken to elite marathoners who have no caffeine before they start a marathon and then introduce it halfway through, whereas I've seen some people who. Some elites who have had already had like a caffeine gel and a coffee before they start a marathon, mm. so it really yeah. does depend on on, on you yeah, and on your, your own body. And how you it's like it. so
0: many things in running; you just need to to build up to it and then work out what fits. Yeah. Um, another one that m- people might not have heard of, of from a performance enhancement perspective is called beta alanine. Either of you heard of that? No. So I actually did try this during my career, but then it didn't really work for me, or I didn't like it, so I sort of I stopped. I actually did it in a a year. The worst year of my career, I ended up binning my season halfway through. I tried all this stuff, altitude tents, beta alanine supplements, like different training methods, and actually just, it just messed with me, like both psychologically and physically. So then, uh, and that was because I was chasing people who I think were probably doing illegal performance enhancement. And I just was trying to see how, what I could do to, to kind of claw back that difference. But basically this buffers lactate. So you take it. Lactate is often a limiting factor in the shorter distance races, middle distance races. So you, you, you have that feeling where your legs get really heavy. You just can't clear out the lactate,
2: which is a byproduct of exercise as you okay. get fatigued. And that's legal, so you can take this and it clears yeah, out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes, you can. And it's it has a similar effect to something like sodium bicarbonate. I guess we're all familiar with that. You can oh, yeah. use it for all sorts get, get of It gets stains out my, yeah.
2: my my kitchen table. Yeah, exactly. Powder
0: powder. But but like a lot of the shorter distance runners <laughs> will would would, would take. Sodium bicarb because that's uh, that should buffer lactate and, and stop the feeling of it. And they have side yeah. effects. Like um, I know Rick loves talking about it, but you can poo yourself if you take the too much sodium bicarb. Right. Uh, and then beta alanine kind of makes your whole body or skin tingle. a Really strange sensation. I mean,
1: I'm so surprised
2: then, this is legal.
1: Yeah, this is an odd one to be legal. Mm. Is it? Then you take it regularly and it moot and it's like the same as because your lactate threshold is. What you want to like move up, right? So that you can yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't
0: make you fitter, I, and and this is why I didn't like it because it doesn't. It's it's almost like um, like if you took say paracetamol or ibuprofen to mask pain, yeah, the pain is still there or that the problem is still there. With in my experience with these, you're you're doing it to like blunt the feeling of the lactate, but the lactate mm. is is still there, so you're still fatiguing. And I actually found that when I was running at a high level, the I I prided myself on my kick at the end of the race, like of knowing when I could go all out and how long for. And actually for the brief period when I was trying to to, to buffer this lactate with these supplements, I lost that feeling. So I had no idea what my red line was because I couldn't, it was very subtle, but Mm. I, 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 I couldn't, then I'd go to sprint at the end and realize I'd already... I do already use that, that yeah. kind of energy source. So I'm, I'm whizzing through these because uh, I know Rick's going to make signals at me soon to kind of wrap up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the next one would be beetroot juice. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. Oh, yeah. Really? What does so, that yeah. do? So that, that's supposed to in- improve endurance performance. And the mechanism, I think, is is slightly debated. But essentially, the the nitrates and nitrites from... Beetroot juice, and and you can buy beetroot shots, so you don't have to drink liters oh, and liters seen of this stuff. Well, yeah. just before a race, just take well, it straight before. The idea is you you would build up to it in the days before the race or in the hours before the race to, right. to improve your body's like nitrate what levels. What does it taste like? I mean, beetroot. it tastes like very strong, earthy beetroot, oh, really? like you'd okay. expect. Uh, but it leads to reduced blood pressure, increased blood flow, and, in, and improved oxygen uptake, which are all good I, things. I for might endurance. give this one a go. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, I would beetroot. say that this I, one I, is I'd, the. I
2: try this one. I might try this this week.
0: Relatively low risk here.
2: Yeah.
1: Should we get um, it for you for the podcast next week?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, let's try it. Let's Next let's week, we're going to try some juice. beetroot shots because yeah. I think actually that'd be a cool taste test as well because it is a very acquired taste. And we've talked about <laughs> drugs testing um, and it, it makes your urine go pink. Really? Yeah, so I've been that drugs tested before. That doesn't sound legal either. I've, I've been with athletes who've talked about it and also had my experience of uh, trying beetroot juice and then being drugs tested and they have to watch you pee into the sample pot. Um, and so they're watching this like pink pea come out, which is Gets a little a bit, bit problematic. A little bit worrying.
2: It's probably better than eating asparagus. Yeah. Oh yeah, lovely. Ooh, lovely.
1: imagine if you did both.
2: Yeah. Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's beetroot juice.
0: Um, uh, creatine. More of a sprint one, this, but uh, that's like, uh,
2: like a creatine, white yeah, it's powder. A m- muscle building, isn't it? Chris. Yeah,
0: because I think my understanding is creatine is your um, uh, like very, very short bursts energy source. So before you even started using glycogen or, or got onto fat or anything like that, those yeah. first kind of 10, 15 seconds of exercise, if you went really explosive. Yeah, you you would use, powder. You would use creatine, yeah. I think, or, or creatine would at least help you create the energy that you need. So I'm not sure how useful that is for endurance, but it might help you if you are using gym work to get stronger or sprints to get mm-hmm. faster. Yeah, intervals. As so. part of your endurance yeah. training. Um, this this is a weird one. 10 second sugar mouth rinse. What? So if you if you had a sugary Solution, drink made up of really, really high, like quite a high sugar content, but just swilled it around your mouth and spat it out again so you didn't actually swallow it. Apparently, um, and I haven't read enough into this to give you all of the details, there's increased neural drive in response to sugar. Basically, pleasure that you experience from having that sugary taste, even without actually consuming any of the sugar.
2: Oh, this sounds like um,
0: Halloween stuff. Would lead to improved performance. Really?
1: So
2: so again, taking a fizzy drink and just swilling it around your mouth and then spitting it out. Yeah,
0: yeah. I imagine they did it with something more scientific than that, but I, but I, okay. but I don't know for
2: sure. So that's wow. that's worth a go. Oh, Rick, I just always signing wonder, at me.
1: How do they come up with all of this stuff?
2: Well, someone just tries it, I suppose, yeah. it around the mouth and runs faster. Yeah, yeah because know, there's so but much chat imagine... about how much carbs
0: you do and don't need to take. Yeah. The idea of actually not having to consume it and therefore not messing with your stomach is probably quite, it's
1: like quite those. Uh, I wonder if you get the same effect from, you know, there are those water bottles these days where it's just water, but it has like a scent in the top.
0: Yeah. Oh, would, that, yeah. would that
1: have the same effect or because it hasn't gone on your taste oh, interesting. buds interesting
0: yeah yeah because you're smelling it and then it tastes like strawberry or whatever yeah yeah well i'm going to list the last few and we don't need to go into the details the ones that i've got written down yeah. our super shoes i think we've covered that at length on the podcast though. they've oh, yeah.
1: now tipped over to illegal as well though some Obviously of them are you've too got, tall yeah yeah yeah
0: but yeah. for for anyone normal people who aren't going to get their shoes measured by world athletics i think you're pretty safe to wear Oh, yeah you want. go for it Wave light, again, most of us aren't ever going to have this experience, but I used to have to have someone come into a race and pace me to run as fast as I possibly could for 1,500 metres. But now they have these lights on the inside of the track and you can follow them perfectly.
1: I think as well it's quite nice for the audience watching. Yes, they know
0: whether they're in front or behind like world record pace. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think it makes it more exciting.
2: Oh, I think it's a bit of a cheat. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, one
0: of the biggest challenges I had is often you had a pacemaker, which is down to human error and judgment. Yeah, And they're supposed to run nice... You know, for me, 55, 56 seconds per 400. Oh, yeah, for 15 nice. And they'd go, they'd go 51 or something the first lap. That's How quite a big difference.
1: I would get so
0: angry. Um, and then two more, which I think you should email into us at podcast at the running channel.com if you'd like to know more about these, because I do think they're interesting. One is CBD, which I don't think is a direct performance enhancer, but can make you more relaxed, less anxious, and it's kind of more about overall, anxiety, overall wellness. Mm-hmm. And the last one is ketones, which is um, a substance developed by the US military, and it's been used in things like one-hour cycling world records. It's a, it's a different energy source in your body. So if you did deplete all of your mm. carbohydrate in your body, your glycogen stores, and started to burn fat, essentially the ketones are involved at that point to create energy. And so you can never have a high level of glucose and ketones naturally occurring in your body at the same time. But if you had a ketone drink and you were already well glycogen fueled, then you could, and in theory that could make you better at endurance sport. So that is a whirlwind whiz wow. through. I mean of, uh, there's, there's
1: a
2: lot there. I think we could probably do more on this.
1: Yeah, I feel like we need a part two. I feel yeah. like it's also worth saying at this point is that all of these things that we've just listed, maybe aside from super shoes, but it still comes into it. These are the little 1% yeah. that people at the very top of their game will be incorporating into training mm. in order to get them that bit faster or that bit closer to the next person or a world record. If you are someone that enjoys going out training for a 5k, you do not need to do all of these things. No. You might, it might be a cool way if you are going for a goal to start thinking about some of this stuff, but i certainly don't do half the stuff on this i don't think you need
0: to do any of this (laughs) i just think it's interesting to know what's out there when people are pushing the boundaries of it and often in five or ten years these things filter down into sports nutrition or running shoe technology or whatever it might be
1: especially as we're coming into an olympic year it's useful knowing all of the little things that these athletes are potentially doing day in day out Uh, to try and get that bit better
2: there was one thing obvious thing that wasn't on the list oh yeah (gasps) what's that a glass of gavi on a friday
1: night there's
0: definitely there's been some stuff in the past there's a uh, portuguese famous portuguese athlete pinto i think his name was marathon runner i'm sure or definitely a long distance runner and he used to swear by having you know a glass of red wine every day with his uh, yeah there was as, as well the, the guy that's trying
1: yeah. to live like forever or the longest did have like a shot of red wine every morning every morning yeah, oh. he then cut it out because the the like calorie ratio. Oh, he was, it wasn't... Oh, we this, talked yeah, about that yeah. Yeah. on the podcast, yeah. but, but hey, should... there might be something in it.
0: Yes, and we should probably stop there mm. and say that you are listening to the Running Channel podcast. Up next, we have got a little bit of news and also the best bit: your questions. Don't forget that this episode is brought to you by New Balance and their Fuel Cell Supercomp Elite V4, which is their ultimate marathon racing shoe, and their Fuel Cell Rebel V4, which is their do anything running shoe, but skewed towards speed, which is what Sarah's been using it for in her marathon training. And both of them are lighter than their predecessors.
1: Yes, I have been wearing them in training. And I know that this isn't a scientific fact, but I feel like the placebo effect of if your shoes look fast, you will be fast. Well,
0: I always feel like I look fast. What about you?
1: (laughs) Me too, especially in these. And that's what I've been enjoying in training, that kind of like angular geometric. Design of the shoe just makes me want to go faster. So, if you
0: want to look much cooler than me or Sarah,
1: hey, leave me out of it. If you want to look cooler than Andy, wear anything. If you want to look cooler than me, head to the link in the show notes to check out the Rebel V4 and the Supercomplete V4. it's almost question time but first we've each got a new story andy what have you got
0: well i got a new story and and you guys have got a guess so i got sent a list of the best places to run in the uk Oh, we've done this before right this is a different study how How many what are we trying
1: to guess top three top five
0: so i'm going to give you best city for new runners yeah the best city for experienced runners. So this is where Ooh. like all of the routes are marked as expert or, or a lot of them are. And then the, the, the city with the most easy running routes. New, expert, um, easy. I think that, that well, let's, let's go for those three. This is from, from Runners Need, a, a running retailer in the UK who've done a survey based on lots of different data to, to classify the cities as good or well, the best ones for running.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: can I go first, go Rick? Right. New runner, Manchester. Expert runner, Edinburgh. Best for, what was the third one? every day most easy runs most easy runs bristol
0: yeah
2: one out of three. Oh really yes okay right, rick okay so i was gonna go new runner bath experienced runner bristol and easy runner i i have got uh southampton
1: oh hello. oh
2: right okay so
0: between the two of you you've got two out of these two out of the three
1: Yay!
0: so i definitely wouldn't go bath for for new runners it's very hilly isn't it so but um, yeah, Rick. Obviously, so actually there are, there are four <laughs> on the list. So, but these sound like the same things to me, really. So, the best city for experienced runners is actually Gloucester. But the the city oh, with the yet. highest number yeah. of challenging runs is Edinburgh. That's so, what I said. Yeah, yeah. So that one was Sarah. Nailed it. Um, and then the 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 city with the most easy routes. So fifty four out of Southampton's Southampton, yes. one hundred and seventy five running routes are listed as That's as easy. That is actually incredible. So then the the best city for new runners. Um, and I've run here a lot. Because I spent my whole university life <gasps> there is Cambridge.
1: Interesting, really, because
0: it's flat. Yeah, because it's in, in uh, like in an area which is very flat uh, and huge variety of paths and running routes. And wow. I would, very so cobbled in uh, the
1: city centre though. As well, I don't think yeah. they're talking about would, running in you? the city centre. Oh, so Cambridge sheer. Well, no, ca- cam- I mean K cam-
0: flat Cambridge Yeah, the, the city centre is tiny, so I think once the, like you can yeah. only So yeah, once you're out on the, on the, the rivers, the towpaths, there's a lot of nice paved as well as um off-road stuff. I actually found it a bit boring when I was at university because really? there was very little variety because it is so flat and we had to kind of really make a pilgrimage to run hills. But there you go. Little little quiz for us Sarah, I, what have you got?
1: I enjoyed that. I want to talk about the World Athletics Road Championships that has just happened. So this is the inaugural event yeah. that has just happened in Riga and it looked amazing. Mm. I'm very excited to see what happens with this event year on year.
0: Yeah, I wish I'd been able to do this. I loved running on the road. I actually mm. found I had like a really good record in, in road races and i think possibly it was the it's, it's quite a different mental approach like you run a road they had a mile 5k 10k and half marathon i think yeah is that right did you ever race in riga no i didn't um i'd love to go though
1: yeah it looked beautiful yeah, it looked spectacular. also a special shout out mentioned to you recently did um a bit of a did you put it on youtube as well it was, so was so just, if you yeah. want to check
0: it out um this, this amazing guy the distance project is his youtube channel callum mm-hmm. elson he yeah. is a um uh, an aspiring elite he was until this year but then all of a sudden he's run 335 1500 meters he's gone out to this world road championships i mm. think for his first gb vest yeah and come away with a silver medal in the road mile absolutely incredible awesome. he ran
1: 356 41 to him yeah so well done
0: yeah I And mean, it was a really cool race to watch and, and the road miles difficult i actually texted him beforehand um see how he's going out there I wish him luck and stuff so um hopefully he's been able to soak it all up and and like and really enjoy it and And that those championships can now establish themselves in the calendar and become an extra thing that we can all get excited about.
1: Yes, definitely. Right, well, it's now time for your questions.
2: So Ali from Oxford asks, is there a way to factor in random but inevitable breaks to a training plan? What about the mental side? I struggle with motivation in hard sessions when I'm partially expecting to not finish plans anyway. What about the mental side of returning to running after having time off. So she yeah. probably had a little bit of a break, didn't mean to, wants to get back into it, but struggles. Yeah, and a little bit of extra context
0: that we had from Ali with this question was that she s- struggles with, with chronic illness. So mm. uh, obviously a very specific case, but I think the idea of the motivation of returning to training after a, a break that may or may not have been planned is like quite a good one to talk about.
1: Yeah, definitely. One thing that I wanted to suggest is that if there's obviously the training element of you can expect breaks in your training, but then one thing that I'm sure you must be feeling Ali is just the nerves of like as if you're training for a specific race and as that approaches like is that going to be when you're unable to run or train or do stuff so one suggestion I would have is potentially put in like two or three different race options that are a few weeks apart so that if you do have a break that ends up being quite close to the race and you just don't feel able to run you've still got that kind of backup option, like kind what of creating those like ABC goals, but okay, a race is here. I can, if I take a break here, I can pick back up with training and then do this one just so that you're not, you know, I know how it feels if you gear up towards a big race and then suddenly for whatever reason you're ill or injured. And it just feels like, I don't know. It feels like you've wasted like eight weeks of training, but actually absolutely, absolutely shouldn't feel like that.
0: Trying to allay any guilt that you might feel mm. from, from setting about something and then having to take a break from it and just not beating yourself up about it. Running is supposed to be fun, Like you're, you're doing something to, mm. to kind of maybe to, to improve and to get better and, and to work towards a goal, but also it should be fun to do that. So if you can just factor that, factor that in and go easy on yourself, not worry so much, then then like that anxiety is yeah. always really gonna be the thing that plays into making things more of a struggle. Mm. So perhaps like if you can alleviate that anxiety by just like, you know, rolling with the punches. I I'd take someone
2: out with you as well to get back into it. Yeah. So double up if you're struggling to get back into it then you've got the the pressure yeah. you've got the immediacy of you know getting straight back out and then you know you're forced to go out then so you can kick start your training plan again
1: as well if you are if you do have these kind of regular breaks in training, it might be worth speaking to a coach or a physio to work out, like what is the best way that you can return back into running if that is happening a lot? Like is there, I remember when I used, if I was ill, it would, no matter what was happening, my coach would always be like, right, 30 minutes, go see how you feel. And then Mm -hmm. that would then be what we base the next week of training on. So is there some kind of, back to running plan that you always can do and then it won't be that scary like oh I've got to jump back in here it's like nope okay back in 30 minutes off we go
0: yeah not everyone has access to them but if you can seek someone out whether that's a coach or an actual genuine sports psychologist even just one session could make a massive difference because what they can help you to do is reframe your approach to it every time it happens so Mm. like whether that's to just just acknowledge it be mindful of of your emotions about it and then just to move on or whether it you actually have coping strategies which is you write stuff down or you, you just approach it in a different way every time that you're coming back to running and then you're given the tools that you need to yeah. approach the mental side of it basically
2: yeah. yeah really good advice so before we go Andy just remind people um, to share the podcast if they can in their whatsapp groups yes we love running and we hope you can get the same amount hang on what's he done here <laughs> get the uh, same amount of enjoyment
0: out of running as us so please do share the running channel podcast with all of your running friends out there oh it's we're, too we're- easy oh it's so much fun
2: have you just pressed the button
0: again <laughs> yeah I have. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah okay well that's a good
2: way to finish
1: thank you so much again for tuning in to the podcast listening to andy the monster next week should we have andy the duck
2: yeah the duckling let's see what happens <laughs> okay see bring it ha- on
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> goodbye
2: bye
0: This episode was brought to you by New Balance and two specific shoes from the Fuel Cell range, the Rebel V4 and the Supercomp Elite V4. And there's an incredible amount of technology in both of these shoes. I'm the shoe geek, Sarah hates this bit. The Fuel Cell technology is the midsole foam, which is aimed at being propulsive. So both of these shoes feel fast. And then in the Supercomp Elite V4, there are strategic midsole voids. So essentially gaps or holes in the, in the midsole, which in combination with the carbon fiber plate design are aimed at increasing the amount of stored energy that you get. All super shoes are aimed at giving you as much energy back as possible, with these being New Balance's best yet. Well, if you want to check out either the Fuel Cell Supercomp Elite V4 for race day or the Fuel Cell Rebel V4, which could be for race day, it could be for all of your training as well, then head to the link in the show notes.